Farrah Cahill, host of Revolutions Per Minute, every Sunday evening here on KALW. It's always exciting to have composers and musicians come to the studio. Recent guests for the entire two-hour show include Kaya Sariaho, Stuart Kanan, John Adams, and David Harrington from the Kronos Quartet. And sometimes we just spend a few hours listening to great music. So please join me from 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday for Revolutions Per Minute here on KALW San Francisco. Time now is 7 o'clock. You're listening to KALW San Francisco. Minds Our Matter is next. This is the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter. Tonight's panel features technical editor Kara Pace and educator Lori Fisher. And it's got to be our moderator, Mr. Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter. Hope you are having a lovely uh, post-Ash Wednesday weekend, and we also hope you can spare us an hour of your time tonight because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So, of course, we're reaching out desperately for your participation out there. So all you have to do is give us a call. Uh, Those two numbers are 415 Eight four one four one three four. Again, that is area code four one five eight four one four one three four, or toll free eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. Again, that is eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. And of course, as I say every week, usually with good reason. Usually, uh, please uh, call early in the show uh, because there's more chance that you are going to get on and. Especially if you have a long question, we we hate to let people down. Um, and in the last five minutes of the show, somebody you know gets on the line and then they ask a try to ask a very long question and it just doesn't work out because we we aren't fair enough to them for that. So uh, please give us a call as soon as you can, and we will try to get your call as soon as we can. Four one five eight four one four one three four or toll free. 866-798-8255. I will be covering current events, movies, history, literature, geography, television, radio, and just about everything else. So it's everything else is up to you out there as well. So I uh, also want to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. And uh, it's always great to hear from our listeners. We generally, generally... Don't uh, read them during the show, but uh, they all get read. So feel free to email us with a comment or a question anytime. And, of course, you can hear us in a live stream as we speak or don't speak, depending. And that's at KALW.org. Again, that is 
KALW.org for the live stream. And of course, uh, Damien being here, the podcast should be up reasonably soon after our show tonight, also at KALW.org and a lot of other places as well. But start with KALW. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Okay. All that being said, I will say hello to my fellow panelists, Kira and Lori. Hello. Hey, Dana. Good to hear you. Yep. Hello. Okay. All right. And uh, your voice is getting lower every week, Kara. And um, so we will start with the round of introductions and then a round of questions. And here's the first. Kira Pace, here's nice things about Cancun this time of year. I guess you and Ted are in cahoots about that. <laughs> They're in close touch. Yeah. Well, uh, with Coram just around the corner, Lori Fisher is working very hard on his disguise as a twice-vaccinated human. Very nice. And congratulations on all your successes. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Pay attention. Lori's, Lori's gone. Oh, am I? Yeah, I'm oh, still you're back. back. Okay. Okay. No, I just, uh, I have. It's a, just a side effect of your vaccination, right? It, it is. It's you made suddenly me suddenly freeze. It's yeah. made me invisible. But <laughs> in a belated Valentine's Day introduction, our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, thinks that love means he and his husband, Greg, sitting in their bathrooms on a Saturday night. Bathrobes. <laughs> Not bathrooms. Okay. Uh, I should have gone to rehearsal. Sitting in their bathrobes on a Saturday night, yes. eating dinner, watching 48 hours, and having a wonderful time. You know, we're not at the point in our lives yet where we're sitting in the bathrooms having a wonderful time. So, uh, well, you could be, or eating dinner you. for that matter. So, okay, thank you, thank you for that comedy <laughs> interruption. Yes, and uh, okay, well, Kira, we'll begin with you. Okay, um, I'm going to start with my long question early. So, get ready to rate. Right. Uh, I'm going to give you the names of some television programs, so you can just write them down real quick. And they are 227, Gimme a Break, The Fall Guy, Alice. Did you say Alice? Uh-huh, Alice. Green Acres. My Two Dads. 21 Jump Street. All in the Family. The New Girl, and Walker, Texas Ranger. So I'll read through them again. 227, Give Me a Break, The Fall Guy, Alice, Green Acres, uh, My Two Dads, 21 Jump Street, All in the Family, The New Girl, and Walker, Texas Ranger. For each of those, I just want you to tell me who sang the theme song. Oh, my. Uh, Green Acres is Eddie Albert. Oh, shoot. (laughs) That's that's right, right? And I think... Uh, hey, well, da, 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 you're half right. Yeah, Ava, Ava Gabor sang part of it, too. Okay. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. She sang, I believe, as much as Eddie Alvin did. The most surreal show ever on television, by the way, in my opinion. Maybe. I, I, in all of the family, I think it was Maureen Stapleton herself. Uh, and again, uh, half oh, right. Jean Stapleton. Uh, Jean Stapleton, half right. Sorry. Oh, and then Carol O'Connor. Right, right, right. There we go. Right, right, right. Okay. There we go. Uh, and Fall Guy, gosh, that wasn't Lee Majors, was it? Did he sing? It was that? Lee Majors? All right, all right. Really? Yeah. It, it, are we seeing a pattern that in every case it's the star or stars of the show who sing? I can't tell you what you see. I don't know your brain. 
Well, then my brain's going to go. Can we get? Can I get one more? Yeah, go I think, ahead. I think the new new girl would be Zoe Deschanel. Is correct, Zoe Deschanel. His name, his name is fun to say. Yeah, and she also sings the theme song to the new girl. So those are your guests. I'll leave the other six to the audience. Once again, they are two two seven. Give me a break, Alice. My two dads, twenty one Jump Street, and Walker, Texas Ranger. All right. And uh, Lori, you go ahead. All right. I'm going to switch my question because I have a longish question, but I'll do it later. My question is shortish. I'm going to give you three words that we all know pretty well. And they all either were originated in or got popular in a work of popular culture. And I want to know what that work of popular culture is. The first word is doodle, like you're you know, drafting out a little piece of paper. Second word is Google meaning to Google someone, the verb part of Google, not the number and not the uh, website. And the third one is the insult kind of calling someone a nimrod. So doodle, Google, and nimrod all come from different pieces of pop culture. This would include well, radio, TV, songs, that kind of thing. I want to know where they came from. And um, that's my question. I only know one of them. They're all different. Presumably. Yes, they're, they're, all, they're all completely different. Yeah, it's based on how old Nimrod as an insult is. And that's uh, that's Bugs Bunny in Looney Tunes. It is. Yep. You want to guess the year? Mm. Oh, golly. Uh, no, I don't. It's 1932, and Bugs Bunny said it to Elmer Fudd. He called him a Nimrod. Uh, you might be 1942 or 1952, but not 1932. Oh, really? That's what, that's what my notes said. No, I, it, Bugs Bunny it, wasn't it, around it, in 1932. Oh, wow. All right. I will double-check that. But anyway, but the right answer was Bugs Bunny. Good. Right. Okay. And the other one is Doodle and Google. Dana, you know either one? Nope. Oh. Doodle, okay. Doodle, Doodle, Doodle. I suspect that's the oldest. Is that the oldest? Well, now that you told me that it can't be 1932 for the Bugs Bunny, it is the oldest. Yeah. It's of that era. Right. We just verified Bugs Bunny's first appearance was in 1938 in Porky's Hare Hunt, but his first official appearance was in 1940. Well, okay. I'm, I'm changing the date of that. Don't check on the Nimrod. I'm, I'm telling you that's right. So we're looking for Doodle, and we're, lo- the, and we're looking for Google used as a verb as in to Google something, which I presume Kira just did. All right. And Thanks. let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, Zid. How are you? Good. So really exciting to see the Mars probe holding the planet and safely and working on it to see if we have life, uh, microscopical life on the planet. But actually, NASA have sent several from 1960s up to now, one of which was the Viking twin probe, 1976. And the beautiful about this uh, mission, it actually had chemistry lab uh, inside it. So they scooped soil, uh, you know, bunch of soil, and they analyzed it. And they had two conclusions. Uh, the first one, what do you think the first conclusion is what? Mm. What they found? Kira, sorry. I, I lost the thread of the question. <laughs> what I mean, okay, they, they had chemical lab inside the, the probe, and uh, they scooped a bunch of dirt from Mars surface and chemically analyze it looking for life. Well, there was, had, did, there, what, yeah. did that have something to do with there being water on water, this area yeah. of the well, planet? Water was given. Water yes. was given. Okay. Yeah. But, but the, the, actually, there were two experiments. One, two. The first one, they probed, and what was the conclusion about life then? 
I'll give you the answer because I have another question. It actually the first experiment proved yes, there was life. Yeah. There was life. There were, I mean, uh. evidence, not evidence of life. Okay, what about the second experiment? What it was? I mean, what was the conclusion of the second experiment? Hmm, I do not know. <laughs> okay, did they find so the inc- in, inc- inconclusive. In- oh. Inconclusive. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so was my, my answer. Feeling, <laughs> <laughs> my feeling that we really do have life on the planet. Okay, what city, what word city um, have its name from their language? Um, it is the word Mars. What city? What international city? From what book can say named after Mars? Maybe say Mars named after In it. their own language. In their own language. Okay. So is it your... Are, is should we go and Cairo? assume Cairo? Yes, yes. go, go, go. Yes. yes. All right. yeah. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Cairo. Cairo it is. Well, yeah. see, uh, Mars, by the way, was the planet of war by the ancient Egyptian, adopted by the Greeks, and then later on by the Roman, because it's red. So that's, it's called... Really, the, the translation of Mars is the conqueror. Okay, very quick question in my field. Uh, this thing it could be boiling water or fast breathers. What are they? Boiling water or fast breathers? Boiling? So, wait a minute. I'm not sure I understood that. These uh, in, in several sections, including one is called boiling water, uh, blank, or fast breathers, like, you know, breathing dog, but they don't breathe dogs. Fast breathers, blank. That's why I spent 13 years at Cal studying mm. and teaching. So we're, fi- we're filling in the blank after fast breeders blank? Yes, and boiling water blank. Boiling water blank. Hey, Kira? No, think think no of idea. Texas. Think of Texas. Uh, just alert? Is alert the only one the word no. you're looking for? No. no. Think, of think of energy. Disaster. Think of energy. Disaster. Think of energy. Uh, no, you tell us. Nuclear reactors. Yeah. <laughs> nuclear reactors. Oh. And by the way, it was really a big mistake. The fear of nuclear reactors was terrible and was, was totally bad. Nuclear reactors are very safe, much safer. By the way, we produce far more radioactive material from fossil fuel than nuclear reactors. Always a good show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eve. Have a good night. Take All care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, okay, let me give you a couple questions here. I will make mine relatively short. So the first question is, this is from Business Insider. Uh, what are the two most stolen items in the world? They are non-food items. What are the two most stolen items in the world? They are non-food. And they actually go by a brand name. If that I'm detergent. Tide detergent. That's interesting, I guess. No, not that. Oh, it's really, yeah, is stolen. It, is it so, Would I find this in a pharmacy? I. Uh, because I'm thinking Tylenol or in a, aspirin. In a general way, you would. Uh, in a, a general a, way. Um, in, in, for instance, if you went to a Walgreens or a CVS or whatever, they would sell these items in that store. So how about Tylenol or aspirin or something no. like that? No. It's, but, nothing, right? it's nothing that you're taking internally. Oh. So what, according Slip. to Business Insider, what are the two most stolen items in the world? They are non-food items, and they are nothing that you would take internally. Well, soap. Ooh. No, not soap. Slip and slides. No, no. 
All right. <clears throat> so think about that. And second question, what are the two largest cities in California that begin and end with the same letter? What are the two largest cities in California that begin and end with the same letter? One of them uh, is a Alameda. No, not Alameda. One of them. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. One of them is uh, a two-word uh, name, and one is not. So, what are the two largest cities in California that begin and end with the same letter? That silence is us thinking. All right. Uh, well, think about it, and I'll give you a guess later on if you want. Okay, we'll, we'll interrupt. All right. <laughs> and the two numbers to join us, area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hello. Who is the first second gentleman? Uh, Doug Emhoff. <laughs> Yeah. Correct. And who is, who was the first second lady and the second first lady? <laughs> Who's to say it again? The first second lady and the second first lady. Well, the first second lady that would, is the same person. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's Mrs. Adams. Adams. Right. Abigail Adams was the first second lady and the second first lady. Right. That's oh. Cool. Okay, now now let's move from uh, ornithology to mammalogy. Who who died on this day, fifty six years ago? So tell us what year that is, without so we don't have to do the math. Nineteen sixty five. So who died? Is that all you want to give us? Probably a lot of people. Died. Famous person died. Not only died, assassinated. Assassination. Yeah. 1965. So this person was assassinated. Uh, is it a is it a dictator of some kind? No, right here in. Well, I can't tell you where in in Manhattan. Famous person assassinated. Oh, is it a it's it a gangster in a barber shop? No. Uh, okay. Is this political assassination? Definitely. All right. Is Although sorry, he wasn't a politician. Oh. Civil rights oh, leader. Oh, uh, Malcolm X. Yes. Yes. Malcolm right. X. 56 years ago. Okay. Wow. Now we have to go from ornithology to mammalogy. Where was he assassinated? In a, in a church, right? No. No, he was, in a, he was giving a speech or something, wasn't he? Yeah. He was in a yes. of some kind. Um, and it was a big thing. It was in the news today that uh, someone that the bodyguards did hear about that, that these policemen were paid not to guard him? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell I you the exact location now. It was in, in Hamilton Heights in, the, in like 165th Street, Upper Manhattan, and he was speaking at the Audubon Ballroom. Oh, <laughs> it's the ornithology. Damien. That's the ornithology. Now get to the mammalogy. What who built the Audubon Ballroom? Uh, John, John Audubon? John? No. Wait a minute. Yeah, go Will, ahead. Go ahead. William Fox. William he, Fox is in the Fox Theaters and the Fox Studios? Exactly. William Fox, he built that theater. I mean, it was, it was like early days of silent films. Right. 
And so he built that to, as a theater, and then later became Fox, as in 20th Century Fox and Fox right. TV. Right. Anyway, nice. so I took you from what? Ornith. We abandoned botany and we now moved into ornithology and mammalogy. Was that interesting? Yes. Thank you very much. Sure thing. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We are here every Sunday at 7 p.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Our panel tonight, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor from Diablo Valley College, Lori Fisher, teacher. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. Feel free to give us a call with a question or answer as soon as possible. I mean, that's just my general advice. Uh, 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Well, hello there. It's Danny and Sandra in Albany. Hi, Danny. Hi, Sandra. Well, happy to be here. Uh, Sandra, uh, we, we uh, got in here a couple minutes late, so uh, we're hoping that uh, Kira will repeat the question that she uh, asked at the very top of the show. But uh, I have a, uh, let's move on to graphology, and I think I've got our, our doodle answer here. I seem to recall uh, Gary Cooper in his uh, sanity trial in Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Oh, what a good u- answer. Using good doodle. Answer. Is that, that true? That is exactly right. Excellent. The word had been around, but was not Yay, popular. Yay, a thing. Gary Cooper made fun of it in 19, Dana, 36? 1936. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, made right, our uh, day. All righty. Well, thanks. thank you all. That's all we got. Thank you okay, very much. Well, that, was, that was good. All right. Yeah, the doodle turned up there. Great. Thanks. Bye. And Kira, go ahead. Okay. Um, I have two questions for you related. Um, who was the first black man to play Othello in a major production? And who was the first black man to play Othello on Broadway? So Othello, a very famous black role that uh, they did not let black people play <laughs> until the 19th century. Um, was was Paul Robeson? He was the one on Broadway, I think. Yes, I think. that is correct. He was the first black yeah. man to play Othello on Broadway. Right. But the major production, the first one is, was where? It's a 19th century production. Is it in, in, is it in London? It is in London. Yeah. London's Royal Coburg Theatre. I have but read... an American actor. Oh, an American actor. Okay, yeah. I've read about an actor who did this, but I, I'm afraid I don't remember the name. Um, no, I can't. I don't know. No. Mm-mm. If you want to leave it out, we can leave it out. Yep. All right. Uh, do you want you to repeat that? Sure. Who was the first black man to play Othello in a major production? And we have established that he is an American or was an American actor who played Othello uh, in London. I'll even give you the year. It was 1825. Right. Wow. Huh. Okay. Great. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Tom in Southern California. Hi, Tom. Hi, uh, the, the most stolen items. How about uh, Trojans? No. <laughs> uh, Preparation H? No. Ooh. My heart? <laughs> I, All right. I, I um, sense a, yeah. I sense yeah, a, my a, two dads. A, a linear answer here, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Alice, was that the Vic Tabak? Nope. Probably Linda Lavin, I would guess. It is Linda Lavin. <laughs> Correct, Linda Lavin. Uh, sing, sing the uh, theme song to Alice. There's a new girl in town. 
would have been really my weird two, had Vic Tabak sung it. <laughs> my two dads would have been uh, Paul Reiser and Greg somebody. It is Greg somebody. I was spotting oh, Greg Evigan. <laughs> Greg Evigan. There you go. The, the nice tag team effort. That yeah. is correct. But no Paul Reiser, huh? No Paul Reiser. Mm. Okay. Oh, so uh, give me a break would have been Nell Carter. Good. Give me a break was Nell Carter. That is correct. A real singer. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that 227, was that Jack A? No, not Jack A. Okay. And Laura, you were going to say about 21 Jump Street. Could that have been Johnny Depp? It was not. Although he is in the background with Grieco going like, ooh, or something like that. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, uh, but no, no Tom from whatever Southern California. Wherever. <laughs> wherever you are. Uh, no, 227 was not Jack A. And I find it hard to believe Walker, Texas Ranger was Chuck Norris, but I got to say Chuck Norris because I don't know who else is in that show. Yes, it was Chuck Norris. That is oh, correct. Walker, that. Texas Ranger, sung by Chuck Norris. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, largest cities that begin and end with the same letter. How about in California. Ontario? In oh, California, yes. yes. Ontario, Ontario is the second one, but it is not the largest one. Very good. Uh I don't know. San Dimas? No. The only. Okay. My understanding um, is that there are high school football rocks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, let's see. The only question I have, what state had the lowest population at the time of its admittance to the Union? Hmm. You mean all t- not the of any state ever, huh? Uh, of any state ever, Yeah. Well, I mean, it, Alaska, I would guess, but no. No. How about I Vermont? would guess it was a no, Alaska actually pretty. State. Oh, good point. Because, I mean, if we're going back that far, I mean, how about Delaware? Uh, no, no. How about, how about Vermont? Alaska. Nope, it's not, uh, it's not one of the original colonies. Okay. Uh, Maine, then? No. Okay. Well, Vermont was not one of the original colonies. Are, are, we, are we thinking um, 20th century? No. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, hmm. Okay. You, no, wait, no, that's not. So, 19th century. How about like North or South Dakota? Nope. Wyoming? No. (laughs) West. West West of Wyoming? Yeah, west of Wyoming. So So, how about Nevada? It is Nevada. All right. Yes. Yeah, Nevada had uh, around 40,000 people at the time it was invented. Um, what, what year was that? Which there was a, in 1864, they admitted it because of, uh, apparently they wanted it to, there was a 60,000 vote or 60,000 population uh, floor for states to be admitted, but they waived that because for some reason they wanted to get the electoral votes for Nevada for Lincoln uh, okay. during the Civil War, even though he won 221 votes to like 20 or something. Right. And uh, they telegraphed the Constitution to Washington in the longest and most expensive telegraph ever sent. Interesting. That's great. On yeah. Halloween, 1864. Well, thank right, you. That's all. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, Lori, it's your turn. All right. So this is my longish question. And I think you'll get a bunch of them right away. I'm going to give you the names of really famous literary works. And I want to know the, the literary work from which their title was taken. 
Okay, they're all, and they're, they're all pretty well known in both cases. The first one, for instance, is The Grapes of Wrath. I'll go through the whole list. Second one is Raisin in the Sun. So I'm looking for where those works got their title. Third one is Of Mice and Men, another Steinbeck book. Number four is Things Fall Apart. Number five is I Know Why the Caged Birds Sing. Number six is Stranger in a Strange Land. And number seven, the final one is Brave New World. So I'm looking for the original source of the titles of these works, Grapes of Wrath, Raisin in the Sun, Of Mice and Men, Things Fall Apart, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, Brave New World, and Stranger in a Strange Land. I'll give you like two each. So we do a little literature today. Uh, Kara, do you want to go? Uh, well, Of Mice and Men is uh, the poet Robert Burns. Yeah, uh, the gang oft aglay. Oh, nice! The best, the best laid plans of mice and men gang oft. Aglay. Yes, Do you remember the title? Let's give her a bow. The title is "To to a Mousy." Right. Yeah. Which I, I would use my Scottish accent, but I can't. Okay, you got another one. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the poet for a reason in the sun, and he slipped my mind. Uh, wow. So come back to me. Okay. Unless Dana gets reason in the sun. Is 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 uh, Kira trying to think of Lorraine Hansberry? Well, that's who wrote that's the play. The oh, that's, that's right. Okay. But the title comes from a oh, poem. Right. Okay. Like, uh, I'm looking for the title, and then you'll give me the author for a bonus. Well, yeah, I've got August Wilson in my head, which is wrong, and I can't think of who it actually is. Right. Correct. It's not August. So Wilson. things yeah, fall apart. Is is Yeats, right? It is. Which poem? Oh gosh, it's. Uh, Oh, what is it? I can't. Uh, um, it'll come to me, but okay. it's, we'll it's leave it's, it out there as a hint. So, audience, things fall apart. The center will not hold. Oh, very nice. Um, uh, yes, it'll it'll come to me. Okay. And grapes of wrath is is stamping out the vineyards where the grapes of wrath are. Uh, you know, the battle hymn Historic. of the republic. It is okay. Give yourself a bell for that. So. so we're still looking for raisin in the sun. We're a little ways there. Things fall apart. We have half of. I know where the cage bird sings, Brave New World, and Stranger in a Strange Land. Brave New World, The Tempest? I know it's Shakespeare. Oh, it, it is. is the it Tempest. is. Very nice. Very good. How beautiful mankind is, a brave new world that has such people in it. Oh, nice work. Right. Excellent. Okay, so what's left on there? Uh, we have Raisin in the Sun. The title, Things Fall Apart. The, it's a Yeats poem. I know where the cage bird sings, and Stranger in a Strange Land. All right. Uh, thank you. And... Um, we will go to calls in just a minute, but I just in the in the interest of getting this question out of the way, uh, it's not long, long, but it's enough where I want to give it some time. I'm going to do this now. So I came across this um, as as things are want to happen uh, on the internet. Of um, it showed the tallest building in each state in the United States. So I'm going to describe the tallest building in various states, and I want you to tell me what state it is, okay? So again, this is, I picked out five or six out of, uh, out of uh, all the states. I'm going to describe the tallest building in the state, and I want you to tell me what that state is. Okay, uh, the first is there are two state capitol buildings in which uh, those state capitol buildings are the tallest building in those states. So there are two of those. And next, there is an 11-story apartment building, which is the tallest building in that state. Wow. And number three, there is a 12-story college dorm, which is the tallest building in that state. Next, there is a 32-floor casino hotel, which is the tallest building in that state. 
And last on this list is the Conoco Phillips Building, which is 21 stories. And if, as maybe it'll help you a little bit to know, Conoco Phillips, it's an oil conglomerate. Uh, that is the t- 21 stories, and that is the tallest building in that state. So once more, I'm looking for the states that these are the tallest buildings in. Uh, the first is there are two, so I'm looking for two answers on this particular one. There are two state capitol buildings that are the tallest buildings in their respective states. And the next is there, an, there is an 11-story apartment building, which is the tallest building in what state? Next, there is a 12-story college dorm, which is the tallest building in what state? Next, there is the 32-floor casino hotel, gambling area, uh, which is the tallest building in that state. And next, uh, the ConocoPhillips building, which is 21 stories, is the tallest building in what state? Okay, I'll give you each one guess. Sarah? I really have one guess. What do you have? Well, since we learned that Wyoming only has two escalators in the state, I've got to believe that uh, they're one of them in probably the state capitol building, because who wants 11 floors with no, uh, oh, no, that's escalator, though. I'll still go with state capitol for uh, Wyoming. Not Wyoming, sorry. Okay. And Laura. All right. I'm going to guess that the 32-story casino hotel is in New Jersey. It is not. Right. And believe me, they have buildings in New Jersey taller than 32 stories. Well, I was trying to picture. I've been to, I've seen downtown. 30 stories, I guess, isn't that big. Okay. Uh, college dorm. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So, Who needs a 12-story yeah. college dorm? Hmm. Well, I think 12 stories for a college dorm isn't that amazing, but that it's the tallest building in a state. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's the so, so I'm thinking of a state that doesn't have very a downtown with a skyline. So, and uh, since we are about halfway through the show, let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Kira, why don't you go first? All right. Uh, so, I'm just looking for the people who sang uh, the theme song to Two Two Seven and the theme song to Twenty One Jump Street. And I want to know who the first black man to play Othello in a major production was. We established that this happened in, 19, or in 1825 in London. And uh, the man who played Othello was an American actor. Hmm. And, yeah. yes, sorry. I am looking for, <clears throat> our friends in Albany got that Doodle came from Mr. Deeds Goes to Town and Kara got Nimrod. I'm looking for where Google was first used as a verb, as in to Google something, and uh, something in movie, TV, that kind of thing. Are you looking thing. for the source or the author? In other words, what, how do you want to Google? Do, it yeah. was the... It, it would be the equivalent of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. It was in a thing. In, let's call it a show, for lack of a better word. Okay. And so which show was it in? So not who wrote it. It's like which character said it. You'll know if you know. One of our, one of our listeners knows. All right. I'm looking for the source of the title of these literary works. Raisin in the Sun. Things Fall Apart. We have half of it. Which Yeats poem is it from? I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. And Stranger in a Strange Land. All right. And... James. No, go ahead. No, I lost it. Sorry. All right. Poet. His first name's James. Like, I'm pretty sure that's right. Which one? Maybe not. Of the poet who wrote A Raisin in the Sun, that poem. No. no. Is it not? Okay. Sorry. It's not Don't James. Mind no. Don't mind me. No. <laughs> I'm not. And uh, let's see. Uh, according to Business Insider, these are the two most stolen items in the world. They are brand name items, if that helps you at all. The two most stolen items in the world. They are non-food. They are utilitarian items. Uh, what are they? And uh, I'm looking for the largest city in California that begins and ends with the same letter. 
There are two words in the city's name. What is the largest city in California that begins and ends with the same letter? There are two I have words. a guess on the stolen items. Yes. How about sanitary napkins? No. Ah. And um, let's see. Uh, yes. And I asked you to name the state in which these are the tallest buildings in that state. The first is there are two state capitol buildings in the U.S. in which the state capitol building itself is the tallest building in that state. Uh, the second there is a what state – in what state is the tallest building an 11-story apartment building? And then in what state is the 12-story college dorm the tallest building? And in what state is the 32-floor casino hotel the tallest building? And in what state is the ConocoPhillips building at 21 stories the tallest building? And the ConocoPhillips is, is oil conglomerate. I take one more guess there. Yeah, go ahead. Since I blew it so hard with my last guess, uh, the Casino Hotel is that maybe in New Orleans, so Louisiana? It is not new. It is not Louisiana, uh, but you're you know geographically you're not way way off, but you're uh, but it's not Louisiana. Okay. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on. Minds Ever Matter. Hello. Hi, you're on. Hi, I got two guesses on the cities with the same letter. All right. Uh, one is Yuba City. Not Yuba City. Nice. Oh, well. Yeah, that's a good... I like that, though. That's, that's, a, that's a great guess. That's a great guess. Oh. And the other one was Salinas? No. You mean Salinas? Oh, uh, oh. oh, Salinas, yes. Okay, yes. Uh, but no, not that. <laughs> and Dana, you said that there was one that's two words um, long, and Ontario is one word, so can right. we So we're we're that? Yes, we're working on the two-word one now. Oh, I see. Okay. And for Raisin and the Sun, would that be Langston Hughes? It would be. Do you remember the name of the poem? There you go. Uh, If the poem's not a Raisin in the Sun, uh, what becomes of a... No, I can't remember. Oh, it's close. The name of the poem is Harlem, and what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a Raisin in the Sun? But definitely a bell for that. Thank you. You you covered yourself with glory for getting Langston Hughes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you very much. And uh, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is Bob in Berkeley. Hi, Bob. Um, Is is the uh, same first and last city in Southern California? It is in Southern California. Uh, How about El Monte? It is not El Monte. Okay, I got nothing else, but that's that's the only two-letter... I could think of. Uh, for Stranger in a Strange Land, is that a biblical reference? It is. Do you remember which book of the Bible? <laughs> Sorry, no. No, give him a bell. It's in Exodus. Exodus, Exodus. okay. Yeah. And she bare him a son and called him Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Very good. Okay. And uh, for the uh, uh, casino that's the tallest building, uh, I'm guessing... Um, one of the rural southern states, like maybe Mississippi. Maybe it is. Yes, Mississippi. It's in Biloxi. Oh. Very good. Uh, what, 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 which do you recall? Which city is? Yes, in? Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, Biloxi. It's okay. on the river. I've been there. Right. Uh, and for the state with the tall apartment building, is that maybe Alaska? It is not Alaska. Okay, that's all I got. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Hi, you're on. Hey, this is Thomas. 
from San Jose. Hi, Thomas. How you doing? So uh, I want to take a couple stabs here, and I believe it was Marla Gibbs who sang the 227 song, Brenda's mother on the show. <laughs> guess on that. You are correct. Words from the Jeffersons <laughs> sang the theme song to 227. Good job. And I believe it was also Holly Robinson who liked to jump down on Jump Street. This is correct. Oh, Holly man. Robinson, Very good. Holly I'm a child of the 80s. What you, can I say? You are. Very good. Go Berkeley. So, That's correct. I have, I, have, I have a question for you guys if you have time. Go ahead. All right. So, I was in a debate, and it came up. And now, who are the top five presidents with the most executive orders written? Oh, interesting question. Obama's one of them, right? No. I, oh, FDR. I, I will say that Biden is one now, right? Uh, Franklin, I heard Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He's number one. Oh, for, oh I'm, no, I didn't. Did oh, no, somebody did. She, did. She, All right. said F, she said FDR. Okay, good. All right. And how about President Trump? Negative. No kidding. Okay. So, executive orders. How far back are we going? Can, I, can we ask in the general way? Uh, I will say prior to the, well, Early half of the 19th century and earlier, so not in the modern era, not not really? after Kennedy. Oh, interesting. Okay, so perhaps a you know a Thomas Jefferson or an Andrew Jackson. Um, hey. No, yeah, no, no. Is that no. What you're okay? Negative. Both negative. All right. So that's that's the early half of the 19th century. So let's see. Huh. Huh. I'm sorry, 20th century. 20, oh, okay. okay, can, okay. can you before? I apologize. Oh, can no, it's all right. Uh, so how about Teddy Theodore Roosevelt, then? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt is number four on the list. Okay, all right. What about Eisenhower? Negative. Okay. So are, are all the rest before FDR? Uh, let me make sure I'm telling the truth. Yes. And are any of them in the 19th century? Uh, in the 19th century, now you're going past my knowledge level here. Uh, no, 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 and no. All right. So between now we're between uh, Theodore Roosevelt and Franklin Roosevelt. So how about um, huh, how about Woodrow Wilson? Yeah. Yes. All Number right. two. All right. And then um, how about Calvin Coolidge? Calvin Coolidge is number three. All right. So what are we missing here? We're missing just one more. One more. So who's between? Well, I'm trying to think of who was who had was in there for more than one term. Right. Uh, and yeah. of course that could be wrong. But how about Herbert Hoover then? Correct, Mundo. He's the last one. All right. Good. good. Interesting. List. Excellent. Yeah. You guys are good. Thank you. Appreciate the question. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Who has a short question? I do. I do. Go ahead, Kara. All right, Kara. All right. So, uh, from the 16th century through the 19th, a natural pigment that was also called caput mortem, or Egyptian brown, uh, was composed of pitch myrrh and what ancient ingredient that gave the pigment its common name? So, there is a pigment that is also called caput mortem, or, uh, or Egyptian brown, and its primary ingredient was what? So we want to know of Egyptian brown. So this is Eid might be calling back with this one. So it's nothing to do with with Hannah, for instance. It's not Hannah. Okay. And this is something we're familiar with uh, for other reasons, or just yes. Okay. This is correct. 
And I'll add that. Um, so it gave the pigment its name, and it was very, very popular as a pigment until artists realized that its name indicated its ingredient. So, and then it fell out of favor. Hmm. Once people knew its ingredient? Yeah, it which was in its name, but people just... It, it, is the name kind of gross or disgusting or something? Is that what happened? You don't necessarily want to lick it at the end of your <laughs> paintbrush. Huh. Well, I, I'm going to leave all those answers to Dana. This is like playing T-ball. There's, there's too many lurid answers. Uh. Oful. <laughs> it is not oful. Well, technically, I suppose it is. Not. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so it's close? Well, we'll either there are up. arguments that could be made. Are either one of us going to be embarrassed if we get the answer correct? Is it is no. this some sort of animal byproduct? Uh, uh, kind of. Again, arguments could be made. All right. So, so okay. Oful is in the ballpark, so to speak. Kind of. Kind of. I don't want to mislead you, but All again, right. Right. somebody could argue on a technicality that it's somewhat correct. We will leave it out then. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Ed in Massachusetts. Hi, Ed. And in the last two callers, I just lost three bells. Oh, I'm sorry. So I've got nothing that I'm sure of. Couple of, I'll just take a couple of wild stabs. The college dorm, I don't know why. The first one that popped in my head was Michigan. It is not it's Michigan, no. Big school, but then I didn't think about the, you know, the other big cities. So, um, state, yeah, no. What's and right, the, the tall state capitals would maybe in the in the Midwest. For some reason, I'm thinking Nebraska or Kansas. Uh, no, not neither one of those. Okay, all right, struck out. Uh, most stolen items. Yes, um, I don't know if you even consider non-food, utilitarian, and they have a brand name attached to them. Oh, a brand name! I didn't hear the brand name part. I was just going to say a pen. I, you know, I mean, I'm going to give pick them up everywhere. I I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you that. Okay. Big pen? Yeah, big pen. Really? Yes. Okay. That is one. Um, backpack? That one might be my other guess. Uh, no, not a backpack. Okay. And the brown pigment, is it some kind of animal manure? It is not manure. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it for me. That's all I got. I've got a quick question for you. Not manure, so, but OFO related. Right. Yes. <laughs> Quick movie question. Yes. Uh, the list of the AFI top 100 movies. This is the quick five question? Of them. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah, go ahead. The yes. AFI list of top 100 movies mm-hmm. has five of them that have possessives, meaning, you know, they, 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 a possessive, an apostrophe S. What are they? All the King's Men. Yeah, that's good. No. Yeah. Oh. You're close though. Close. Uh, King's uh, all speech. the presidents' men. Uh, all the presidents' men go. made the Great list. What, what year was the list made? You know, uh, currently I think. I mean, they they do update it every now and then. I think they all, started these all, in 2000, but they're all American films, so King's Speech wouldn't yeah. be on there, right? Um, what about Pritzy's Honor, probably not. That's no, no. yeah. Um. Oh, that's good. Citizens King. Uh, one or two. <laughs> two of these are Best Picture winners, Academy Award winners. Mm. 
Okay, let's think for a second. We have a little time here. Yeah. Um, are any of them um, are attached to people's names as opposed to common names? Uh, one, two, three of them, in fact. Okay. Have a uh, name. Should get these. We should, but uh, yeah, this requires me to think harder than. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, me too. I can right me now. Too. I'm trying to picture. Um. Uh, in fact, the, the three that are names, it's, it's just a two-word title. It's blank, blank. You know, the character name, apostrophe yeah. S, blank. Like Fritzy's Honor or Miller's Crossing. Like Fritzy's Honor, yeah. Yeah, or Miller's but, Crossing, but not. But not that. <laughs> no, My Best Friend's Wedding, that was a British film, wasn't it? One of them was a huge movie, um, big Academy Award winner. Right. Epic film. Uh, Lawrence's of Arabia. Um, <laughs> oh, you better. I'm sorry. You better tell us. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good Schindler's question. List. Oh, all right. Yes. That's good. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sullivan's Travels. Oh, should have got good that. choice. And Sophie's Choice. Oh, nice. I'm sorry we didn't do better with your question. That's all right. It's a late night. <laughs> all right, thanks a lot. Thank you, Ed. Bye-bye. Bye. And all right, Laurie, if your question is short, go ahead. It is. I promise it is, and all you'll right. probably get it. So along with uh, the the Mars landing this week, another country sent up a uh, spaceship that is now circling Mars. First time this country did that. What country has uh, a, a spaceship, I don't know what to call it, orbiting Mars at this very moment. Well, I know China. Saudi Arabia. What, is it, is Which, it? Arabia? I'll be more Saudi, specific. Saudi Arabia is what I'm No. It's not? Arabia. Oh, is it UAE? Yes. It's okay, United sorry. Arab good. Emirates. Very good. Very that good. was pretty quick. Sorry. Can we just please uh, take a moment to note that uh, Damien is performing a Devo impression in he the uh, back room there? Yeah, well, Dana can't see it, but it's really good. I can see it. He's usually so ashamed of that that he turns the lights off out there, but he did (laughs) did turn them on this time. So, okay. Yeah, good. good. Anyway, uh, okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Is that me? It is you. Okay, I have a follow-up question, a few follow-up questions uh, to the uh, questions about what literary work Okay, I'm, I'm, we can't just just to stop. You, we can't hear you very well. Is there any way you can speak a little yeah, louder? Just, no, I have Can you hear me now? That's better. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is a follow up to um, what titles come from what literary work? All right. And the first Great. one is Gone with the Wind, and the second one is Days of Wine and Roses. Right. Good. Gone are so, the so you days. want to know the literary source where both of those came from, right? Yes. Gone are the days of wine and roses. Isn't that how it goes? Uh, no, it, it's. Uh, I will. No, they are not long with us. They're the not. Okay, sorry. Thank you. They're not long with us. Well, that's a poem, correct? And is it wine and roses? Yeah. Is it a? It's a 19th century poem, isn't it? That's absolutely correct. Um, is it Keats? Or, no, it's not Keats or Shelley, is it? No. Um, is it a British poet? Yes. Is it? Is it Wordsworth? 
No. A blank? No. No. Um. Huh. Huh. Hmm. It's insane. Okay. <laughs> and you said it's not William Blake, right? Not William Blake. Okay. Is it a man or a woman? Man. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's Tennyson. Um, and it's British, and it's 19th century, and uh, it sounds very it's not Keats, right? and it's not Shelley, and it's not Blake, um, <laughs> and it's not Wordsworth. Um, How about Byron, Lord Byron? No. Okay. Oh, you better tell us that. What is it? Okay, well, I can't actually quite tell you. Both of the titles are in Latin. Um, I just looked up the one that has Gone with the Wind, and there's no way I can repeat it without looking at it. But um, they actually, even on the uh, web pages that show the poem, they simply called it Sinara, uh, and, and the repetition, or the, the, one of the repeated lines is, I have, been, I have been faithful to you in my fashion, Sinara. And it's written by Ernest Dowson, as is the other poem, sort um, of for the Days of Wine and Roses, uh, which also has a Latin title that I'm not going to be able to give you, but was also written by Ernest Dowson. And then the other noteworthy thing about it is that in the movie, The Days of Wine and Roses, Lee Remick recites the poem. Ah, oh, okay. Nice. I didn't know that. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Okay. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Well, hello there. It's uh, Danny and Sandra again, like two bad pennies. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, a, a couple of things. Uh, how about Sherman Oaks for the city with Ooh. first and last S's? That's a, that's a good guess, but no. Oh, that. poo. Uh, is the Conoco uh, building in Oklahoma? It is not. Oh, oh. poo. How about dung for the, uh, for the uh, as in Book of the Dung Cow, <laughs> uh, for the uh, paint color Egyptian it thing? Is- it is not, uh, but since time is short, I will uh, I will really focus on the word Egyptian. Uh. It's called Egyptian brown for a reason. <laughs> oh, you got me there. Oh, well, well, you, you already snuck at us on and, Sophie's and story. And everybody else got my belt. Yes, we got the belt. So, so thank oh, you, guys. I will also point out that caput mortem, when mortem as in dead. So Matter? Dead, and we have... Egyptian, and we have dead. So is it like Nile River mud or something? Oh, it's not mud. Is it? Is it like human, human, uh, human leftover, you know, like (laughs) ashes or something? I got okay. So we've got human, and we've got dead, and we've got Egyptian. So wrapping mummy, mummy wrappings, mummy wrappings. It's also known as mummy brown, and it's not the mummy wrapping. It's the full mummy. Yeah, so the full to, mummy. Yeah, okay. I hope they would grind up and prepare mummies and sell it as paint. And it was oh, a very did. popular pigment until people realized that mummy brown. How how appetizing! Yeah. Right. Yeah. Aren't you glad back now? Oh I, yeah, right. Last well, you'll hear of us for a while. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you very much. Bye. They pulverized Bye-bye. mummies, huh? Yeah. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Hi, this is Bob again in Berkeley. Hi, Bob. I have another guess on the uh, first and last city in California. It could it be Huntington Beach? It, it is Huntington Beach. Very oh, good. Nice Huntington Beach, population one hundred ninety nine thousand. 
I, I went through all the sands and had no luck. Um, <laughs> I have a quick question for you. In the original bonfire of the vanities, what vanities were being burned? Hmm. Huh. Is it pride? How many, no, how many it was an actual it? historical event around the time of the Medici's. Oh, uh, uh, oh, wait a minute now. Is it anything to do with Savonarola? Exactly. He was burning um, uh, cosmetics and books and art and stuff like that. Right. Is that the answer to your question? <laughs> it is. Okay, all right, good. All right. You, you got a bell. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hello? Hi, you're on. Oh, hi, this is Toby and Amy calling from Berkeley. Hi, Toby. Hi, Amy. Hi, are we still looking for the um, title of the poem um, with the line, the, the, the center cannot hold? Yes, we are. Yes, that is Yeats, The Second Coming. Oh, very good. Thank you. We've got a little question for you related to that. What two other book titles also are taken from that same poem? Well, one is uh, the Didion book, Slouching Towards Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. That's right. And there's one more. Robert B. Parker's The Widening Gyre. Is that right? Can you hear that one? Okay. Yes. I don't know know who said that. Was that you uh, at your home? Pretty uh, tallest good. building. I'm going to guess it's at Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. It is not. The uh, I'm, I'm not. sorry. Okay. What, what you were referring um, to? How about the? Um, <laughs> she wants a bell anyway. No, I think All we right. get a bell for the Yates, right? right? Um, <laughs> the state capitals. Are we still looking for those? We are. Yeah. Okay. Um, is one of them in Bismarck, North Dakota? One of them is in Bismarck, North Dakota. The Queen of the Prairie, the Queen of the Prairie or right. Empress, Empress, Empress of the Prairie That's or something. That's right. Um, how about Lincoln, Nebraska for the other one? Not Lincoln, Nebraska. Not Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for you tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate your calling. Bye-bye. Thank you, Berkeley. Bye-bye. That was good. And all right. One more call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Oh, is this me, Addie? Yes. Okay. I was answering the the woman who just called about the another line from the Yates poem is Things Fall Apart, and it was this African writer, it starts with a C, has about five letters. I yes. can't remember his name. Then Achebe. Right. Uh, yeah, that's the guy. That's, that's the, guy. the guy. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, time to clean up here. Kira? All right. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, the first black man to play Othello in a major production was Ira Aldridge, who played Othello in London in 1825, October 10th, 1825. This is opening night, and that's all I've got. All right. And Laurie? Let's see. The title that's missing, I know why the Cageberg Sings, comes from a poem called Sympathy by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. I think that's the only one we're missing. So thank you, callers, for that one. And then this was interesting. The word Google, as in a verb, comes from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, okay, in 2002, and it just came up in the thing, said, have you Googled her yet? And the line was, she's only 17, and after that, the word Google didn't have any kind of connotation other than looking for somebody online. All right. Uh, According to Business Insider, the two most stolen items in the world, non-food, are Bic pens and Bic lighters. Uh, (laughs) 
let's see, the uh, state capitol buildings, uh, the two state capitol buildings are the tallest building in each state. Uh, that would be North Dakota, as the caller just said, and West Virginia. The 11-story apartment building is the tallest building in Vermont. It's the Decker Building. The 12-story college dorm is the tallest building in Wyoming. It's in Laramie. And the ConocoPhillips Building, which at 21 stories, is the tallest building in Alaska. It's in Anchorage. If we didn't get your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Ever Matter is here every Sunday at 7 p.m. My thanks to our panel tonight. That would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher from Diablo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Our thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And above all, our thanks to you for taking the time to tune in and call in. Have a great rest of the week or new week. And please join us next Sunday at 7. I believe Joshua Cosmo will be on next week. So get your classical music questions ready. And uh, thank you, everybody, and have a great, wonderful rest of the day. Bye-bye.